Welcome to another episode of Across the Field, Double B and PB. PB, what is going on? You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. You hear that because those are the Justin Fields haters and doubters this week. (laughs) He put them to bed on Monday Night Football. Sleep tight. Then don't let the bed bugs bite. Justin Fields said, have a day, kid, in Foxborough against the defensive guru, Bill Belichick, on Monday Night Football in primetime. Man, that got me jacked. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and start right there. Just keep rolling, man. How about it? Justin Fields, I that, that was the best Chicago Bears game I've seen in a couple of years. Just the way they did it. They could have honestly scored 40. Um Against New England, they ha- they need the ball with a minute left to turn it over on downs inside the two yard line. And you know what the most interesting fact is? Bill Belichick could have uh, broke the tie with George Hallis, Papa Bear, to become the second time winning a head football coach in the NFL. Yeah, we did yeah. it for Papa Bear. We did it for George S. <laughs> H. The oh, Bears are man. back. They're a team now. Let's go contend in the uh, the NFC. <laughs> Holy smokes. You're wound up about this. I'm, I'm happy am. for you. I am. I am. And Bill Belichick tried to, you know, work some magic and do like a little uh, Drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady thing again with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. It looked like we were going to get zapped early. You know, he comes down and scores two touchdowns early. Looking like he's a dude. He ain't a dude. Because the dude not wearing number one for the Chicago Bears is a dude. <laughs> oh and let him flourish. Now you just need some pieces. Now we just need some pieces, you know. And the thing about last night, you know, you look at the stats: thirteen to twenty-one, eh. one hundred and seventy-nine yards passing, eh. one touchdown, one interception. That interception was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Um, of course, of course, the former quarterback sticking up for a quarterback on a tip ball. Yeah, well, <laughs> the defensive lineman put his big old ball up there and tipped it up. But Justin Fields running the ball, 14 carries, 82 yards, uh, touchdown and 20 yard long, um, was the leading rusher in all of this game. And in which a game where, you know, the, the Patriots, their running game was going with Stevenson. You know, and the Bears, we have Montgomery and Herbert. And Fields still was the leading rusher. And, but it wasn't, you know, drop back and scamper. You know, there was a couple times where he did that. But there was design quarterback runs. I give a lot of credit to Luke Getze, uh, the offensive coordinator for Chicago Bears. You know, they, they, they designed this offense where you haven't let – you haven't seen Justin Fields get out on the move. You haven't seen him design quarterback run. There was a – it was like a third down. We pull the guard. We have tackles out blocking for him out in the open field. That's scary when you have those guys going out and blocking. And then when he hits that second gear, when he turns that corner, boom, lightning bolt. That's a 4-3-40 right there. Well, I will say this. I mean, they had to do something after six weeks of not really getting creative on offense. So I applaud them finally in week seven for finally doing something. Absolutely. And, you know, that you know, they call it the extra bye week or whatever. You know, they didn't play. They played Thursday night and then had multiple 
days uh, compared to the Patriots to prepare for this one. So, man, it has me juiced. You know, going into Foxborough, not an easy place to play. Going against Belichick, the greatest of all time. You know, it looked like they were trending in the right direction. You know, they won two straight. Looks like, oh, the Patriots are back. Belichick's got himself quarterback. And then the Chicago Bears team out of nowhere, just boom. And, it, you know, the thing about the, that was different about this game was, you know, you got to lead early. You're up 10 nothing, end of one. Okay, but then here comes Bailey Zappi, two touchdowns in a matter of, like, in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I've seen this story before. And I texted you and Ryan in a group chat, and I said, this game feels a lot like the primetime game last year against the Steelers. The Bears had a bigger uh, – I mean, had a lead early – and then the Steelers come roaring back and take it over. Uh, the Bears just didn't have enough in the tank. So, you know, that that was the part to me where, you know, they fought back. All right, we had a lead. We gave it up. Guess what? We're going to go in the halftime, you know, 20 to 14. We find we find a way to get a, the lead back. Um, I did have a problem with, you know, we got into opponent ter- – we got into uh, deep opponent territory a lot. And we were settling for field goals. That's where we have to. If we want to take the next step, and that's where we got to talk about the next step. This rebuilding process is, can, can continue. But if we want to take the next step, you know, you got to score touchdowns instead of field goals. Yeah. So, other than that, you're scoring 33 on the road in Foxborough. You know, no <laughs> one, no one's seen that coming. I'm just going to keep reiterating it because no one's seen it coming. I picked against the Bears because – my fandom was getting in the way, and I was starting to suck on our picks. And I was tired of getting beat by my mom. So <laughs> so I didn't let my fandom get in the way, and it screwed me again. If this is what it takes, I'll pick against the Bears every week. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'll pick, pick against the Bears every week. Yeah, pick against them every week. I tell you what, it was so easy waking up, you know, Tuesday morning, just happy as can be because the Bears won a Monday night, a primetime game. Wow. And I've seen tweets about, oh, we got to watch the Bears again. Oh, yeah. The Patriots sucked. Just like in 85. <laughs> the Patriots. Oh, shoot. I believe that's the first win in Foxborough for Chicago. Ever? Ever. Wow. The second time since the 85 Super Bowl, I believe. Wow. Heck, I was playing the Super Bowl Shuffle. Let's go. You were? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was I was on a high Monday night. <laughs> I've never experienced a greater Monday night in my life. So, we kind of took up some of your Monday night with, uh, you know, talking to Sean a little bit. So, what did you do for the game? Did you, did you go uh, hit some bars or what? No, I, no, I sat in my room and quiet. By yourself. By myself. I find that people like to dog on the Bears if you're a Bears fan. You know, your Bears suck. There's the, they're worse than the Browns with the quarterbacks. So and just, people, you know, you get into a lead, you know, people, the Bears blow it. So I just sat in my room nice and quiet. And then you exploded. I exploded. I was so happy. I, it, was hard, it was hard to go to bed Monday night. Which, when we were talking to Sean there late in the interview, I started getting sidetracked because <laughs> I, I had my iPad right beside my laptop watching the game. Oh, my. 
And normally I, I watch normally I watch the Peyton and Eli version of Monday Night Football. Yeah. I can't stand Troy Aikman or Joe Buck. Yeah. But like I couldn't get sidetracked for this Monday night game. I wanted to be locked in. Like I get sidetracked with Peyton and Eli's stories. Yeah. I laughing at them, I think that's more entertainment than the game. I, I had a I I had to suffer and listen to uh Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Like they started comparing Troy's career to Justin Fields is, and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I hope the guy's 10 times better than you and 10 times less annoying as you. <laughs> did I did hear, did you hear Joe Buck at the one point where, you know, they're obviously they're talking about the game, but then they brought up the Bulls and the Celtics, how they were playing. Yeah. And then he says, well. and then he says the Cubs and Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. And Troy Aikman was like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm kidding, Troy, they're out. Yeah, you sound he's like, like an idiot, Joe. Yeah, he sounded so dumb. Like, yeah, we know it was a joke because, yeah. I like, mean, I get it. To our listeners, they probably think I'm a big dumb idiot sometimes, but I'm not getting paid the money they're getting paid. No. Oh my goodness. You guys don't have if to it, listen to me. You guys don't have to listen to me talk. I have to listen to them because that's the only way to watch Monday Night Football without getting distracted by Peyton and Eli. Not only that, if we were getting paid what they were getting paid, I might put a little more effort into this thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's good stuff. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm glad. I I just I'm just glad my Twitter feed had nothing. Uh, Justin Fields hate tweets. <coughs> I mean, and if you look at if you look at it, I saw. In week seven, I've been seeing graphics. In week seven, uh, Justin Fields' first 17 starts as an NFL quarterback, his stats were better than Josh Allen's. Why are we so quick to tear this guy down? Is it because he's from Ohio State? Or is it because yes. he's playing in Chicago? Both. Which one? And, then, and then I seen a tweet this Sunday. His stats against the commies were better than – the dark night that we considered back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers. You're making some good points here. So why are we so quick to bring him down? I think it's because he's it's Ohio State. It's Ohio State, and a lot. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but there's probably half of the Bears fans that are on like my Facebook or Twitter or whatever that are Michigan fans. And so I just feel like they're the ones that are very quick to jump down his throat about everything. Well, see, here's, I mean, here's I, do what I, know a lot, I do know a lot of bears fans that are Ohio state fans also, but, and maybe part of it is Peyton. When's, what's the last Ohio State quarterback to really do anything in the NFL? Right, right, right. That, that's the thing. But when Justin Fields plays quarterbacks in his draft class, Trey Lance beat week one this year. Davis Mills for the Texans beat them this year. Mac Jones, see ya. I know you didn't get to finish the game, but we beat you in your revenge game. You got you got him again in the national championship in 2020, but hey, we got you on Monday night. They got they got Zach Wilson in the coming weeks, late November. So now we'll see what what they're made of then. Right. Which okay, I haven't got to really talk about the Bears on this podcast really. Like, Go ahead. 
So the floor is yours. I mean, if if we look back in this the three games prior to the Patriots game, you know, the Thursday night game at home against the commies, you lose that game twelve to seven, you're literally one inch short. Should have won that game. Should have won that game. The offense was terrible. Against the Vikings, you have the ball last. You're driving down 29-22. Have the ball last. Your receiver literally hands it to the Vikings DB. Mind you, that receiver that handed it to the Vikings DB, we got from Minnesota. I asked Jarrett Miller, how much did you pay the clown to drop that ball to give it to you? (laughs) Against the Giants, 20-12, had a chance to have the ball last, muffed a putt to lose. You, so you really look at the rest of their season. The only other, like the only blowout loss, is in Green Bay, Wisconsin, twenty-seven ten. You've got some valid points there. I mean, I and I don't know if I don't know if you see this on Twitter. I'm starting to become a Matt Eberflus believer, and Luke Gutsy, the offensive coordinator. Uh, they had a video. Oh, Sports Center! I was watching Sports Center after the game with Scott Van Pelt, and uh, I was definitely asleep by then. They uh, showed a video of Eberflus talking to the locker room to the guys. I mean, and what he like that that guy has. He's a leader of men, and he has full control of that locker room. We don't have no circus running around that locker room with Matt Nagy anymore. <laughs> oh. Oh, and by the way, I think, I believe the guys that picked off the Patriots quarterbacks, they were all rookies. So, hey, guess what? Um, Ryan Poles, great job. Your first draft class has been producing. Jaquan Brisker, he comes down and hits. That dude is not afraid of anything. Yeah. And don't can't forget, our uh, starting center went out like the second play of the game. So, you got anything else, Sad? I, I, I don't. Um, okay. I'm just <laughs> I, again. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the Bears. I'm happy for Justin. Bear T. down. I'm happy for you. Congratulations. I, I, just wish, I just wish I would pass uh, cross paths with the girl. I saw in the Oval on Monday that said, "Go Pats Bears suck." Like you don't know her. You don't. No, didn't, no I don't you, know her. I was just you didn't catch. Walk- you didn't catch her name. No, I was literally walking to my class across the Oval, and this girl that had her little tent set up to have people donate to some charity said, "Bears suck. Go Pats." Did you have on a Bears shirt or something? I was rocking my Justin Fields jersey on Monday to classes. Yes. Oh my! Yeah, where was she to be found on Tuesday? No, I, you know, quiet. She probably didn't watch the game. Must have got. She must have got enough money for the charity. <laughs> Let's be honest. She probably didn't watch the game. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. But uh, yeah, it was just it's just awesome. Which I'm gonna start instead of wearing my Justin Fields jersey. I get so many questions. Oh, you're a Bears fan because of Justin Fields? No, I've sat this thing out. The double doink. I was there on my birthday. I have ridden this thing out, so I'm going to start wearing my Walter Payton jersey instead. 
Well, sounds like you need more jerseys. That's what you need to ask for for Christmas. You need, I, I, you need to get my Walter Payton. You need to get them all. You Brian. need a you need a Jay Cutler jersey. <laughs> Brian Erlacher. Yeah. <laughs> the fridge. Peanut Tillman. Peanut Tillman. Rex, Rex Grossman, who took us yeah. to a Super Bowl. Why not? Matt Forte. Devin Hester. Julius Peppers. Get them all. Heck yeah. There you go, Rachel. If you're listening, you got a whole list of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. you know, Dad would say you don't need any more clothes. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That's what he would say, but what would your mom say? She, she, she'd probably, like, ask me what website they're on. <laughs> uh, all right, enough about the end of week seven in the NFL. Let's talk a little bit about this week coming up. Yeah. Let's talk Buckeyes, Nittany Lions. <laughs> That uh, spread's climbing. What's that? That spread, that spread is climbing. It started at it started at fifteen. It don't it swooped down to thirteen and a half. Which, if I would have had it, if I could have got it at thirteen and a half, if I bet, I would have took that. Um, but now it's climbed back up to fifteen and a half, and fifteen. I feel a lot more comfortable saying thirteen and a half. A fifteen and a half. Uh, I don't know. Should they should win by fifteen and a half? But it's just be on the road. The aspect that's your first true road test. Because I believe that when they went to East Lansing, there was a lot of scarlet and gray. Well, that's true. There might be a lot of scarlet and gray though in Happy Valley. Yeah, but those fans. I mean, but those fans are nuts. They're nuts. They are nuts. Um. Over under 61, though. Do they really think Penn State's scoring that much with Sean Clifford as a quarterback? Well, no, but, well, I don't know. Because if you're saying the Buckeyes are going to win by 15 and a half. What did they score against Michigan, 17? 17, yep. Okay, so let's just say they score 17 on the Buckeyes. And you even give them 20. That would still require Ohio State to hit 41 or, or more. Exactly. And I just don't – I don't know. So, I'm not – I'm not. if I was a betting man, I wouldn't touch that over. I don't think I would either. I mean, I, I really do see this game a 35-10, somewhere in that ballpark, 42-10, 42-13. Um, yeah. Looks be, like – I'd be happy with, like, Thirty-one seventeen. It it really like that. Uh, 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 that uh, Jack Smith the jig was he's going to be on a pitch counter again. Yeah. And, Use yeah. him. You need him. I think you rest him. I mean, we talked about it. Those hamstrings are tricky, man. They just keep. I mean, it's it's a never-ending thing. He's going to deal with that all year. I have a bad feeling. Yeah. And I would rather have him. I know you got to get some reps and all that stuff, but I would rather have him in December. Exactly. So th- this, this questions you to another thing. If 
Just say JSN doesn't just doesn't get back fully healthy this year. Does yeah. He come, does he come back? Yes. Does he? This, and then that, that's where we kind of talked last. Well, time. I, I tell you what, I don't know because even though, sorry to interrupt you, but even though he hasn't saw the field, you know, hasn't been on the field much this year, he really boosted his stock. I think in one game against Utah in the Rose Bowl last year. Well, not only the Rose Bowl, but he did all season. He was our. He did. He did. But with those guys out, the spotlight was on him, and he performed. Right, extremely well. See, here's my thing, where I don't want to, don't want him to come back, because we're we're starting to have this nice little cycle under Brian Hartline. All right, we're we're starting to have it where Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, Johnny Dixon, they leave. Well, that year Chris Olave started coming in. Okay, mm-hmm. Chris Olave went off in the team up north game, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, you come back the following year, you lose Paris Campbell, you lose Johnny Dixon, Terry McLaurin. Now you know you got a staple guy in CO2, all right? And then you you also bring him along with a true freshman or redshirt freshman, Garrett Wilson, all right? You, mix the, you have them in the mix, have them in the mix, and then JSN comes in. And then you have them for two years over there, and JSN was supposed to be the spotlight receiver this year. Mm-hmm. And then you would have filter him in with youngsters and Abuka and Harrison – let him leave for the draft, and now you have these Abuka Harrison sp- spotlight on them with what I would say a Jaden Ballard next year. Um, some of these uh, bigger recruits that we're getting uh, next year, it's just to keep the cycle. That's what the bad part. If you, if one stays, you know. I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, we got a nice little cycle going. <coughs> so, do you think this year? that a guy like Jalen Ballard or somebody like that comes in against Michigan. That'd be sweet, wouldn't it? And and tears him up. I don't know. He's the type of guy. He he is on special teams. Yeah. He he is uh, last time they were last time they were in the shoe. A backup receiver that the team up north didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Made a big play on special teams. Yeah, because they were too chicken to come play two years ago. Right. Let's throw that out there. Let's go ahead and get that out because I've been saving that all year, and guess what? I'm tired of holding on to that one. They had the COVID. They had a little flu. They had a little cough. Yeah. Nothing that little cough drop can't handle, but it's whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now, yeah, now they say that we haven't beat them since 2019. Shut up. That just sounds stupid. Well, we haven't, but we haven't. But we all know what would have happened in twenty twenty in the shoe, even with no fans. Drumming, yeah. we, I mean, we would have smoked them. But we we can't we can't talk about that. I mean, I can get on and on about the team of North. Yeah, but we got we got to talk about this game where this team calls us our rivals, and they're not our rival. Yeah, Penn State. So I think. Yeah, I think that the Buckeyes are going to go in and, you know, people say, who have you beat? This is a top 15 matchup. Big noon. Mm -hmm. Big noon treatment. I think Ohio State has to get back to the running game this week. I think that they have to, you know, start early and um, 
Yeah, I don't remember the number I saw against Iowa, but and I know Iowa's a good defense, but some like 32, 33 carries for high 80s, low 90s yards, total yards. Did you see that? Oh, I'll pull it up right now. But uh, I think that's what I saw. Double check me on that with the numbers there, but I thought it was something to that effect. Anyway, I mean, while you're pulling that up, uh, yeah, definitely got to get back to the running game regardless. I mean, even what the whatever the stats were last week, I think it was something. 30 carries for 66 yards. Oh, so not even 80. I was high. Well, I mean, that's counting minus 13. I mean, CJ got sacked three times for minus 13 yards. So. It's still not good. No. You should have over 100 yards rushing every game. Right. As a team. And still at, only 290, and 294 in the air. Yeah. yeah. That's not us. No. And now I know the field was shortened a few times with our defense, but. Right. Still, but still. Right. Come on. We got to get the run game going. We do. We do. And then Mayan Williams, just tough sledding for him. I mean, he was yeah. 10 carries for 19 yards. So. Yeah, got to get back going. Got to got to get that back going. So, I think that's going to be crucial. You have to get the run game. You have to riff your Ryan Day. I mean, you're beating it in their head this week. And he, he said it in his presser, you know, we didn't run the ball like we'd like. And, you know, we're reiterating that this week. So, Good. I, I mean, this, it... year, this, year, this year he's talking more about the run. I, I, watched, I watched all of his pressers um, last year even. Last year, you didn't really hear about, you know, so much emphasis on the run game. This year's yeah. – I mean, and I, I think it all has to do with the Team Up North game last year. Yeah. I think that's what it all has to do. You got out manned. You weren't be able to run the ball. You could – well, not only – I mean, yeah, you got beat up front on both sides all day. Um, you know, everybody kept saying, well, why aren't we throwing the ball down the field like we, like we have been? Well – when you're only giving a guy two seconds, it's hard for those receivers to get down the field. And, exactly. you know, credit team up north. You know, they had a great – hate to say that, but they had a good, great defensive line last year. A good front seven. Okay, so they stopped the run game and, and they brought pressure all day and they got to him all day. And sometimes they didn't even have to bring extra pressure. You know what I mean? It was just four guys teeing off and we couldn't block them. No, and the, yeah, well, we're running the football. I mean, our our line, like I've said this before, we have guys that are playing the guard position that we recruited as guards. We don't have tackles playing the guard position. So yeah, um, but something's got to give this week. You know, we're passing the ball for three hundred twelve yards a game, and they're only giving up one hundred seventy eight. Yeah. Um. Actually, no, sorry, I read that wrong. They're giving up 232. So, I mean, we should throw it around against them. Um, rushing, you know, we rush for 204 game. They give up 140. So, look, I mean, that looks like a defense we can run against. Yeah. So. If we don't get 120 to 150, I'm going to be a little upset. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, you take a win any way you get it, but I want to run the ball. Both good defenses, too. I mean, Penn State's only given up 19 points a game, and we're giving up 14, so. Yeah. 
and that, that that's what that's what you know I said at the beginning of the season. The Ohio State's defense does not need to be the best defense in the land, not even top five. With our offense, you have as long as you're a top fifteen, a top twenty, top twenty five defense, you're putting yourself uh, capable to win a championship. So the only two teams in modern college football playoff, a uh, modern college football with the BCS and playoff now that has won a uh, national title without a top 25 defense, 2010 Auburn, 2019 LSU. Mm-hmm. 2019 LSU had Joe freaking Burrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a bunch of dudes that he's throwing the ball to. <clears throat> and then you said 2010 Auburn? Yeah. Cam Newton. Scam Newton. <laughs> I mean, that was something different that college football hadn't seen when, yeah. Cam, when Cam Newton came along. And everybody thought that was going to be a shootout, if you remember, and was a really low-scoring game. All right, here's something to think about. If Terrell Pryor could have finished his career, well, he, he's the type of build as Cam Newton. Yeah, he just wasn't him. You don't think so? No. I like Terrell Pryor. Uh, but I I don't know. Hey, maybe. Maybe he could have been. But Every time I think about going to Penn State, I don't know why this goes through my mind, but Terrell's freshman year, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Pa and the Nittany Lions came to Columbus and beat Ohio State. Yeah. And I remember – there's a there's a video of him sitting on our bench with his hands over his head. And the Penn State student section, there's a whiteout the following year, made shirts with, you know, that picture of TP on the bench with his hands over his head. Yeah. And said, I'm, it had, like, quotes saying, I made the wrong decision because he was a big Pennsylvania guy. Mm-hmm. He's from Jeanette, Pen- Jeanette, Pennsylvania. So that, that always comes back to my mind when you think about Penn State. Um. Since we're on the Penn State game, do you want to talk about the, you know, your favorite Ohio State Penn State game in recent memory? Because my there's favorite. been some classics. I mean, let, let's just go into that. My favorite one is the, is the towel I have hanging up in my garage and in my living room. They passed out be feared towels, is what the towel says. Be feared, and it's uh, from October twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. That was probably. That was my favorite. With Saquon Barkley, the the gray yes. jerseys that were hideous. I love them. Oh, my so dad! Funny. My dad hates them too. I love them. There was not enough red in it. Doesn't need to be. If you remember, the cleats were red. The cleats were scarlet. Yeah, it's still. It was sharp. I wish we'd break that one back out. I, I mean, yeah. I'm. We we we're sitting. Me and Coach Jerome were down at that game. We're sitting eleven rows off the field, close to the Penn State fans, and Saquon takes the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. And that place was so quiet, except just to my right, their whole little section just going berserk. And I was like, "Oh no, here we go!" And just to watch the comeback, um, the block punt, and just the momentum we had. I mean, it was like 
we couldn't do anything wrong with about a couple minutes left in that third quarter on into the fourth quarter. I mean, it was it was awesome. And all that scoring and that whole comeback was all right in front of me down in that end zone, down in the north end zone. JT had a day. Oh, it was awesome. JT. Say what you want about JT Barrett. He's a winner. The dude won. The dude won, and it might be one of my favorite quarterbacks ever in Ohio State history. Yeah, and then he did, and it, it was nothing glamorous that he did. No, but he won. Yeah, just like looking back at the this Ohio State Penn State, what you would say rivalry if you wanted. From 2014, there has been some instant classics. Yeah, um, 2014 was the uh, Bosa walk off double your, overtime, right? Yeah, put your. Put, uh, they're running back right in uh, Christian Hackenberg uh, uh, back, you know. So you had that one. Uh, 2015, our first blackout game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a trumping 38. I was I was in the shoe for that one too. And if you remember, um, we were looking to go back to back, and that was the day um, of the Michigan Michigan State game. Where he has trouble with the snap and the when ball he, is free. When he has Jalen Jackson, exactly. State scores so, on the last play of the game. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> so I was with Combs. Me and Combs went to that game, and uh, we were in the stadium pretty early. And all of a sudden, like you know how they're playing the hype videos and the music and stuff. Yeah. It goes dead silent, and the players all kind of stop. And I, I elbowed Combs, and, and the screen, the Jumbotron, went blue. And then all of a sudden, it cut to the game. Team up north and Sparty. And it was showing the replay of that. And at that time, only about, you know, half the stadium, so maybe not even that. And But the people that were in there went ballistic. I mean, it was crazy and i remember telling combs i said you watch that's gonna come back to haunt us well and then in 2016 you know we go on the road and in the wide out that's the first time we lost in the wide out in a long time and uh block kick and you know penn state gets us we still end up making the playoff even though we didn't win the big 10 east you know penn state won the east that year if you remember right they mm. went on to the rose bowl and we got to go get our tails whipped in the Fiesta Bowl by Deshaun uh, Watson. Yep. And then there for a little bit, you know, the, well, the 38-39 game was the following year. Yep. With the Saquon, that game was not that, – that goes down as one of the best games in college football history, I'd say. That whole fourth quarter, even part of the third quarter, goes on JT's highlight reel like – for all eternity, it goes on the this matchups highlight reel for like all eternity. It was it was nasty, and it didn't have an incompletion in that fourth quarter. No, for people to say you can't throw the ball, right? Boom, there it is. So either he was that good or they were that bad with all the momentum. I don't know. Uh, twenty eighteen, go ahead. That yeah, that following year in twenty eighteen. Um, Ohio State goes on the road. I remember it would have been my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. We played at Delphus Jefferson on Saturday night, the night of this game. Yep. 
Jefferson was really bad. We we waxed their tail 57-12 or something like that. And I kept coming over the sideline because I only played one way at the time. I kept go, coming over the sideline to our athletic trainer, Cassie, and uh, she had the game pulled up on her phone. And I want to go down and talk to Coach Fish. I just sat right by the trainer and uh, was peeking in on the Buckeyes. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Coach Aaron loved that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was the year that – you know, they had the ball last, and they call a stupid call on fourth down. Tra- Trace, we couldn't have it. We didn't have an answer for Trace McScorley, and they handed it off, like, on third and th- – or fourth and th- – Mm-hmm. If I right. – Yeah. So. I think yeah. you're right. And then 2019, you and I were in the house. We were. That was that was a crazy atmosphere. It was. That, that was game the was big – Go ahead. That was for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, that was, a, that was a blast, too. You, like, the whole day of the pregame and then the actual game and then the time we spent afterwards on the big noon kickoff set. But do you remember uh, that game, the power went out. It was senior day. Yes. Like, the yeah. video board went off. And because college game day was there, yep. big noon was there, and BTN tailgate was there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're having senior day festivities with no PA announcer, with no video board. Yeah. And that's – And they all just ran out, like, one right after another, you know, gave a little pause, everybody clapped. But, yeah, it was yeah. it was so weird. And I thought, man, I hope this doesn't go on the whole game. <laughs> and then – oh, yeah, remember the guy sitting in front of us? He was more into the band than the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that dude went nuts for the band. He was I mean, really rightfully weird. so, but – I love our band too, but he was a real Fruit Loop man. <laughs> He's a he was a different bird. <laughs> Holy smokes! I mean, uh, so, and hopefully this get you know. There's a part of me that doesn't want this game to live up to, you know, you know what it has been in the past. But mm-hmm. who knows? These yeah. top these top fifteen matchups have. Uh, brought some classics in this what you some would say rivalry and some wouldn't so were you there last year yeah the all scarlet out yeah 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 that that was a weird well illinois, uh, penn state lost to illinois the week before in seven mm-hmm. overtimes yeah um the all scarlet out i don't mind that it's pretty cool um and uh, we, did, our, we didn't we, play very well we did not absolutely not I just didn't remember if you were in the house for that or not. Yeah, that was the day that Michigan again lost to Little Brother. Mm-hmm. So, I remember because a bunch of Michigan fans were at uh, my apartment before the game. So, that was a night game last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I got an offer. I, I'll share this with you. I got an offer for tickets at about one o'clock that afternoon and I thought man as tempting as that is I really thought about pulling the trigger and getting down there and even at like three o'clock I was still debating and I was like man I could still get there in time for kickoff and I made a probably the better financial decision and just stayed home and watched but yeah it was I do remember that now it was a night game because I thought I had all the time in the world to get there. And then I decided, now nah, I'll just stick around, paint Ohio here. 
Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a weird a game. There was no rhythm to it to that yeah. one last year. <coughs> For sure. Um, but we got the job done. Got the job done. Hopefully, it happens again Saturday at Happy Valley. So, yeah. ultra juice for the Bucks. I'm gonna say they cover the 15 and a half spread now, and uh, yep, I'm ready for it. Go Bucks! Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they cover, but I just don't want to go out there and say 100 percent they do because there's just a little part of me that going there again just has me a little on edge. Well, it scares the crap out of me, but I'm ready. So. All right, you want to talk about some other college games or not really? There's not – I mean, that this slate this week is nothing impressive. No. Um, yeah, game day is going to HBCU. They're going to Jacksonville State, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Why didn't I know that? The Notre Dame game and Syracuse game is intriguing. Syracuse is only favored by two and a half. That, that game's kind of intriguing. Really want the Irish to get going. Yeah. For sure, um, the we only, need we need them to get going. Yeah, the only two there's there only two ranked matchups this week. Yeah, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm intrigued for that one. A game that's flying under my radar is the Illinois Nebraska game. Illinois. Just because, yes, the 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 Huskers have. Uh, I don't know. Just going to going to Lincoln's not easy, and um, I'm not quite sold on Illinois yet. Um, but uh, uh, Nebraska's offense has been playing pretty well as of late. So if I'm uh, Illinois and I'm uh, locked in on this game. Yeah. Yep, there's a couple good ones there. I don't know. I mean, anything can happen. I, I'm really interested to watch that uh, Tennessee-Kentucky game for sure. Yeah. I think that'll be a dandy. Um, kind of want Tennessee to run the table, don't we? Yeah, I I'm, just for the parody of college football. Yeah. I mean, I'm but rooting then for Getting into that SEC East winner. Um, more than likely going to be Bama, so it's tough to beat Bama twice. Yeah. So, yeah. I, do we want? Do we want to make sure that Bama's out? If we want to make sure that Bama's out, I think we have to think Georgia should win that game uh, against Tennessee in the middle of the season. And then you just hope that uh, beating Bama still in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. Because maybe it could go. Because it could go if Georgia runs the table, I could see High State one because they would well, they wouldn't put Georgia one because they'd probably put Tennessee four and you wouldn't want to see that matchup back to back to back. Right. Um, so I'd say we would put Ohio State one, and then Tennessee four, Georgia two, Clemson three. Yeah, or they could. I mean, I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. we have a lot of questions. I mean, this season's really just starting. This yeah, when, I was going to ask you too. Do you know when the first official rankings come out? That's usually next Tuesday. Okay, I th- I thought it had to be coming up. So yeah. it's usually right there at the beginning of November. So I was just thinking about that. It has to be. Yeah, well, I, hard to believe that we're at the end of October already. 
hard to believe it's Halloween weekend this upcoming weekend. Yeah. Hard hard to believe, yeah, that uh man oh man. Now it's time to go win a championship. Yeah, speaking of which, uh we've got eleven week eleven um high school football. Yeah. Playoff football. We talked with Sean, got you know, went through some of those regions and uh you know we also caught up with Coach Holden. Yeah. And talk to him about his trip to, or their trip they're going to be making to Ashland uh, to face the Crestview Cougars on Friday night. Um, and we're going to play that for you right now after this commercial break. Made to Achieve Cleaning Service is looking for more clients in the Paulding and Defiance areas. They specialize in residential, business, and RV cleaning. They are insured. They provide all supplies and equipment. All you do is provide the mess. Their goal is to achieve your clean home dreams. Check them out on Facebook at Made to Achieve or their website at www.madetoachieve.com. We're here with Wayne Trace, head football coach, Matt Holden, making his second appearance on the pod. Coach, how are we doing this evening? Doing great. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, coach, let's let's start off with uh, um, the season you had. You finished 5-5, five and five. probably not the outcome you wanted, but uh, finished on a three-game winning streak with Fairview, Ayersville, and Paulding. Uh, let's, let's go back and talk about the season a little bit. Uh, where do you think you really started hitting your stride? Obviously, that Ayersville game was a big win. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that, uh, that really was, was right around when – when we started feeling like we were playing well, um, up until that point, really, offensively, it was it was a struggle. Um, yeah, kind of to get in rhythm and get things going. We started out Fort Recovery, having 400 yards of offense, feeling pretty good about ourselves, and then uh, kind of ran into a couple of really good defenses that slowed us down. And so we were searching for answers. And I think Ayersville is really where um, we felt like we could do some things. Uh, Kyle was comfortable again back in the pocket. Uh, making good reads and making some some nice throws down the field, which really helps us out. I mean, it's really tough to run the ball when when teams know that that's really your offense and and, and you can't really throw too well. So at that point, he, he started getting comfortable back there and looking good. And so that's really the turning point, I would say, for, for our season there, which, like you said, it's well-timed. End the year with a few wins and got a little momentum going into playoffs. Yeah. Coach, you know, you talk about Kyle coming back and being the quarterback. You know, can you talk about how he handled the situation? You know, you go with the middle of the season, uh, you're trying to find answers, like you said, and then you bring Kyle back here in this back stretch, and he looks comfortable as ever back there in the pocket, making plays, you know, uh, just throwing the ball over the field and eluding pressure. You know, Pauling brought a lot of pe- pressure on Friday night, and Ayersville did the week before, and he's still making plays, and it looks like he's growing a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, regarding how he handled that situation, um, probably better than any kid you, you could ask for. Um, he contacted me, you know, um, first as after the, the Antwerp game where, you know, we kind of switched halfway through the game going for a change of pace. Uh, the game was just moving really fast for Cole and uh, or even sorry, that's when we came back to him. But before then, when we decided to, to go with Cole, he contacted me immediately and was like, hey, I just want to let you know. Um, you know, if you decide to, to go with Cole, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I totally understand. I'm, I'm going to still work for you. So just top-notch maturity out of Kyle. Um, you couldn't ask for a better kid and a better 
better leader, you know, to, to be able to step down and, and not have that pride to, to be resentful about that. So, yeah, definitely happy to, to have him working for us and, and being our quarterback again. And I think those weeks off um, really helped him. Not only, I mean, was he out of the, the pressure of being the starter, um, but he also was getting reps against our first team defense, um, which, you know, our guys all year on defense, man, they're getting after you. They're bringing pressure in your face. Um, got some really fast and athletic kids out there flying after the football. So I think those reps really helped him to settle down when we had to call on him again in the Antwerp game. Again, at halftime, we made that switch, and I thought he looked good then and, and then really good going into Ayersville. Coach, I want to I want to go back to last week, the Black Swamp Bowl uh, with Paulding. Um, they came out and played hard, which everybody knew they were going to, I think, and and uh, it was zero zero at the end of one. Um, what what kind of got the momentum going there, and and what impressed you the most about the Panthers? Yeah, I thought, um, like you said, they played hard, and that's something that I think if you watch the film on them, you'd, you'd be able to tell that all year. Um, you know, people would ask me about them and I said, that was definitely one of their defining features. Uh, they were kind of like, kind of like us in a lot of ways. And like us last season where, you know, they could hang in there with, with teams for a half or, or three quarters. And then it was like the wheels started falling off a little bit there toward the end. Um, but I was impressed with, you know, on the edge, I thought that they were able to cover us up a little bit better, um, than what uh, I had anticipated. So hats off to them for that. And then just their pressure defensively. You know, we practiced it all week, but it's really hard to replicate that um, in practice. It is. And with as many fast guys and pressures that we can bring in practice, uh, we still weren't able to fully grasp it. So they did a great job um, of bringing that pressure defensively. And offensively, the, the lamb, lamb kid running the ball, I think that's his, that's his name. So I'm not very good with numbers, but that running back is a hard-nosed kid. Um, he's a hard-nosed kid. And, Ran the ball hard. It took about eight of us to tackle him, and got to give your hats off to him there, Coach. I want to go back talk about your offense. You know, you're scoring on the year is 17 points per contest, but on this win streak, you're scoring 26 a contest. You know, you guys are opening up the playbook a little more. You're going a little more spread, but also still running it with Beanie Slade. You have weapons all over the field, guys like Dylan Hildebrand, uh, Kale Winans, Race Price. The list goes on and on. So. Are the guys finally getting comfortable back in that offense? And, you know, what are you doing well that you like to see? Yeah, and, you know, there for a while we went back to, like you said, kind of Beanie um, running the ball, and we were kind of just determined to ground and pound it a little bit and establish that as our identity. And I think through that it's it's made us become more comfortable in being able to, to go spread. I know it kind of sounds weird and ironic, but then we just on a kind of looking at, at – at film and on paper saying, man, we, we got the tools now. Let's use some of them in this spread game, but still have that running game be our bread and butter. Um, and so the kids have really just slid into those roles and, and have embraced them. Uh, we got so many kids um, that can help you out on Friday night. It, it's, it's a blessing. I mean, we can throw people in, like even with uh, um, Jude, you know, Jude Stoller comes in for us a few plays every game and he can take the top off the defense and he can run the jet sweeps and everything. So he's not a guy that plays every down, but he's another piece that we can put into the puzzle. So yeah, we're definitely still figuring out how to manage all these guys and all the talent that we do have, which I think was kind of a struggle early on too, was figuring out how do you use all these kids and play to their strengths. Uh, before we jump in to, to this game this Friday, uh, Coach, can you mention the guys 
I saw the GMC booting came out. Uh, you want to mention the guys and what all they got? Um, we had uh, two second teamers uh, with Wayne Moorhead being a second team defensive end, and uh, Dyson Scott was a second team defensive tackle. Um, and then we had a one first teamer, and that was Ezra Sim, who was also up for for defensive player of the year. Um, gosh, he, I mean, you can't say enough about Ezra and, and his motor that he plays with. And then he finished the year or the regular season with uh, 112 tackles for us. And the next highest was Lane at 54. So, I mean, Ezra is just all over the place and did a great job for us. Um, but, yeah, our, our whole defense played really hard all year. So those were our second and first team guys and all of it on the defensive side. And uh, we had some honorable mentions. So Beanie. Uh, was honorable mention running back, and then Derek Dangler was honorable mention defensive back. So, yeah, most of it coming on the defensive side for us this year. Um, but, again, that's kind of kind of just a product of us not quite figuring out how to get our offense going early enough this year. Coach, you, you, you're familiar with uh, the Crestview Knights, but this week you got the Crestview Cougars. Um, what do you know about them? What have you seen on film? Yeah, so they – I mean, they're, they're obviously a good team. You don't win 10 games in the regular season without uh, being a good team. Um, offensively, they like to, to utilize uh, number four. Uh, he's their running back and, and a receiver. So they'll move him to some different spots um, to get him the ball. Um, it's not a one-man show. Their quarterback, number five, he's, he's pretty good. He can, he can sling the ball. He's got a really, really nice ball, can throw it on the run, uh, make some nice reads. And then when they move four out to receiver, they'll put in a running back, number 28. He's also a hard runner, um, not quite as tall or as big as four, but definitely runs the ball hard. And they got a lot of size. You know, I, I kind of liken them a little bit to an Ayersville, um, but not quite as big. You know, they're tall, but they're not quite as big and beefy as what Ayersville was. But they've got better team speed, I think. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be a, a good matchup. Um, where, you know, we've already played a, a big team in Ayersville, uh, but they're just a little bit faster. So they bring their own challenges. And defensively, definitely will be the best defensive lineman, I, in my opinion, that we've played all year. Got a defensive end, number number 25. Um, kid's really good. He's a track guy, so he's fast, but he uses his hands really well. So we'll be trying to definitely make sure that we know where he's at and get some guys on him. Um, they actually run a defense similar to ours, kind of a, a variation of the 3-5 stack. So there's a little bit of familiarity, but it's different enough that it, it presents its own challenges also. Coach, this is your, uh, you know, first week 11 game as a head coach, you know, in the playoffs. Um, how does things change for you as practice-wise? Do you keep it kind of the same as the regular season? And how does the tone of the team change here in week 11? Because it's when you're in, you keep playing, and then lose, you go home. So you just got to bring it every week. Yeah, so no, our, our goal is 100% trying to keep things the same, uh, make it feel just like a, a regular week and keep the kids kind of on rhythm and, and kind of in the same schedule and mindset as what we have been uh, for all 10 weeks so far. So our schedule, we settled into a newer schedule there toward the middle of the year, trying some things out. So we're still rocking that. But I mean, we got parent teacher conferences this week. So it's a weird week, of course, you know, for week 11. So the schedule, I tried to keep it as, as much the same as possible just to give a little bit of uh, familiarity and, and normalcy to the week. So you get out of parent-teacher conferences. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I get a block there <laughs> on, on uh, you know, tomorrow night and then Thursday night for sure. <laughs> uh, 
speaking of schedule, so what what does Friday look like as far as uh, your departure time and and all those things leading up to the game? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, that that's kind of the weirdest part, and, you know. Like being with with Crestview and with Coach Owens, I was blessed to be able to be in in the playoffs and be part of uh, you know quite a few deep playoff runs. But I can't say that I have ever traveled two hours for a game. So um, yeah, that's definitely new for for me. But we're gonna look to leave um, early. And, you know, we'll get the kids up on Friday, make sure they're not sleeping in. And then we'll leave, you know, in the early afternoon um, with enough time to kind of stop somewhere on the way. Um, looking to actually stop and, and visit Coach Speller um, and do a little walkthrough out at Willard on their field. So, yeah, we're looking to do that just so the kids can get up and get out, get off the bus and not be cramped up for two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it is. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But get up and then it's another 30 minutes to Ashland and um, it's kind of our plan. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Coach, I don't have any more questions for you. Thanks for joining us and congrats on a great season. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Congrats on the, uh, I mean, another good year and um, you know, now, now the record zero zero and the Raiders are rolling in looking to pick up a big win. So obviously we're rooting for you here. Hey, appreciate it. Yep. Best of luck Friday night, and uh, go get them. Thanks. Well, Peyton, uh, interesting piece there we had with Coach Holden. I know I say that all the time when we talk to Coach Coach Holden, but, uh, um, yeah, it, I'm pretty intrigued in this matchup coming up Friday night. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you don't look at the seed. You don't look at that. You're just – grateful to go play football and even though you're traveling two hours i really think that is really cool that they're stopping willard wayne trace legend bill speller stopping at his stomping grounds now to let the raiders come out and have a walkthrough before uh friday night's game gets that, that i think that is awesome yeah i think that's really neat <laughs> that, that's that's legit that is and that that's a testament to coach speller you know the love he still has for Havlin and uh, the Raiders. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. I, I and, and again, um, obviously on paper, Wayne Trace is the underdog, um, but like you said, throw the records out the window. You look at the scoring. Um, you look at the points both teams have. Wayne Trace's defense has obviously you know kept them in games all year. And, you know, you're going to play a team that averages 37 points a game. Um, I really think that they probably haven't seen a defense quite like this. I would agree with I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're Wayne Trace and you can keep that, you know, a team that averages 37 down around the 20, you know, in the 20s somewhere, I think. You, you're having your spot a chance to you win. Huh? You're putting yourself a chance to win if you absolutely. do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the way your offense has been kind of clicking here the last three weeks, you get around there in the 20 range. I mean, if you're in the ball game with a quarter to go and even six minutes to go, look out. I mean, the like Sean said the other night, you know, the pressure's on, on Crestview. That's not on the Raiders. So, I mean, things could get real tight and they could get real interesting. Yeah, and talking about that, you know, 
just the you know the the mindset aspect of these high school kids is, you know, being in games that you should win, then you start pointing fingers. You know, they haven't they they went ten and zero, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ashland did, and so you start pointing fingers, and then you know you like you all out of sorts. And Wayne yeah. Trace is battle tested. They're five five, and you know if you're Cresty Ashland, that's the thing about these this uh far, the region how uh, much it covers. They don't know anything about Wayne Trace. They don't know the backstory. They see that fifteen beside their name on the bracket. They yep. see the five and five record. Um, they don't. They don't know what this team has gone through and how they've grown through the year. You can look at the scores, um, but that doesn't d- do it justice. Um, so, if if you have your offense playing the way they have been in this three game stretch where they're averaging twenty almost twenty seven points a contest. Mm-hmm. Um, Look out! They could be in a spot to win the game. Um, so, you know, the Raiders. You know, it's a lot easier being the underdog. You have nothing to lose. All pressures on uh, Crestview. So, going to be a good one, I think. I think if you're uh, a Raider faithful, I think you uh, should make the trip. Make the trip to uh, Crestview, Ashland, or Ashland Crestview, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Don't make the trip to Convoy because there's no lights on there. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately um, not. But uh, you know, go, go to the right place. But yeah, great piece from Coach Holden. Happy for his guys to get to make the trip to uh, um, Ashland. And uh, yeah, I, I talked to uh, some of the guys, Race Price and uh, Kale Winans. You know, uh, I've known them for a long time. You know, just because of the fair and stuff. So you know, I'm glad that they get to keep playing. So yeah. Um, another thing I want to mention. Good luck to the other. Uh, four GMC teams that are playing Friday night. Um, the Antwerp Archers are playing at home. Tenora Rams on the road. Um, you got the Edgerton Bulldogs and the Ayersville Pilots all playing Friday night. Uh, did you want to touch on any of those games real quick? Uh, I think if you're Edgerton, I think you have to uh, get help, get try to find a way to get Corey Everett's healthy. Uh, you've lost a couple here as of late. You know, so, you know, you're really feeling down in the dumps. But, uh, you know, you understand that you get to play in week 11. So there's no reason to feel down in the dumps. You just got to keep battling. And if you're Ayersville, you know, you beat Delphus Jefferson before, but uh, this is a totally different Delphus Jefferson team. Yeah. And uh, you have to bring it this week. I, I know they're coming to your place, but still, you can't go in thinking, hey, we beat this team 41 21 the last time out. This is a whole new team. They played in the Northwest Conference. Um, that's tough. That's a tough conference. That's brutal. So they're battle tested, and don't take those guys lightly. And if you're Tenora, you know, keep finding a way, finding a way. That's what they've done all year, and uh, you know, had had the thing in the middle of the season, but have strung out some wins as of late, and uh, you know, try to keep this thing alive. And then the Antwerp Archers, just keep rolling. You know, you have a hard Northern making a long trip, jump on them early. And uh, keep the home field advantage, and uh, make a make a run as a as a GMC champ, and make a run title, and more more on. So, yeah, I would you know, obviously obviously we would love to see all five GMC schools advance to Week Twelve. Absolutely. So, another game I want to highlight real quick, and if you want to talk about it real quick, we can. Archbold Liberty Benton. Mm, how, good one. How how good is that game going to be? It's, it's going to be a good one, and it's crucial that uh, – Sean said it earlier this week. It's crucial that those Archibald kids have to re- rebound quick. Um, you know, 
they lost last week to PH, and that really took a toll on their seeding. They got the eight. Uh, Liberty Benton, they're a good team. We know what they're about. So this is going to be a heck of a matchup. Archbold is, you know, eight and two. Great season, but by to their by to their standards, losing to PH and losing to LC, you know, th- this does not cut it. You know, so how do you have a successful season? You turn around, you make a playoff run, and um, you got a very good Eagle team coming in Friday night to uh, Archbold, and they're coming off a loss too. So it's they lost to Macomb 39-16 last Friday night. So it's crucial what what kids respond the right way. So um, going to be really interesting Friday night over in Archbold. You know, hoping yeah. for Baxa. Um, keep it going, my man. Yep. Good luck, DB, and an avid listener of ours. He was just texting us earlier before we jumped on here about uh, the last episode he listened to. So shout out to him and Coach Dominic and the rest of the guys and all the players, man. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm pulling for them a little bit, um, as I think I should. Um, and – that's that's one game I think I'm going to go. Um, and even if I don't, I'm going to be tuned into that one. Um, so, I mean, I think that's probably the best matchup in the area on paper right now, I would say. So, going to be a good one. Um, anything else you want to cover before we get into the picks? Nope, nope, nothing I got to cover. So, Let's talk about the picks. We had... This this was interesting this week. Um, you had ten wins out of fifteen. I had a dozen out of fifteen. There were five people with a dozen, but our champion got thirteen, which is a record for what we've done. You know, as, as far as when we started putting these picks out, thirteen wins, two losses. Russell the Love Muscle is our champ with 13 wins, and he's going to be joining us here shortly. What do you think of that, Peyton? The Love Muscle, he's an avid listener, started since day one, so good to get him some pod time. Yeah, and we'll talk about the rivalry between him and Coach Jerome. Uh Russell got two games back on him this week. So, Coach Jerome had 11. So, here we go. We, they might be right in the thick of things. Guess who, was one, guess who was one of those that had 12? Who? Jeff Mormon. <laughs> he just keeps putting himself right back in the hunt. <laughs> He's in the hunt every week. Every week. So if, we, so, if we did overall total, I think Jeff is probably in the lead. Probably, I'd say so. Where'd Mama, Rach, have... where'd Mama Rach fall in the mix? Oh, uh, let me check here again. She Please had. She Please say she didn't beat me. I don't think so. Good. She had. Oh, yes, she did. She beat me? She had 11. <laughs> she had 11. So Russell with 13. I had 12. Jeff Mormon, 12. The Love Muscle, obviously, with 13. Um, Coach Hoss Spieth with 12. Uh, Trevor Spieth, 12. Rob Bailey, Duder Podcast, 12. And then we had a bunch of 11s. Coach Ryan Jerome, Gage Critton, 
date and price. Um, your mom and dad both had 11. And Corbin Edwards and Jessica Merritt, all with 11. Um, I could keep going, but I'm not going to. You had 10. Ted had 10. Gotcha. Uh, well, Corey that's all 10. I need to know. Yeah. Do you want to know who the worst was? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's the worst? Yeah, yeah. You do? Yeah. The worst was seven. Uncle Scott. Oh. <laughs> and, he, and he started off hot. He got four out of five high school games correct. Only got one college game and two NFL games. So, sorry, we had to put Uncle Scott on blast here a little bit. Seven's just not going to get it done. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate him playing, obviously. And I was hoping he would make a run up here, but rough week. Rough week for him. So, yeah, the love muscle wins. Um, We're going to have him on shortly. And before I move on to that, uh, Peyton could not join us just with his school schedule um, and everything he's got going on campus life. Um, so I'm going to read off his picks. He, he made his picks previous to this when, when Russell and I record. Um, so it's just going to be Russell and I on the recording is all you're going to hear, but Peyton's going to make, I'm going to read off his picks as well. So we, we were really bummed. You couldn't join us for that. I know. I know. Sucked. I want to talk to the love muscle, but, uh, you know, win again, and then hopefully I'll be able to talk to you, bud. Yeah. Uh, just, again, we weren't, we're not going to let this pod get in the way of uh, other things we've got going on, and college man's busy down there, so it's just not going to work out. So wanted to give everybody a heads up on that. If When you listen to this segment uh, coming up with our picks, uh, that Peyton's not involved. So it's not like my picks are anything that people should take their word for. Uh, the past two <laughs> weeks have been brutal. So, well, you're hanging in there. I am. So hanging yeah. in there. So we're gonna get to our picks right after this break. Made to Achieve Cleaning Service is looking for more clients in the Paulding and Defiance areas. They specialize in residential, business, and RV cleaning. They are insured. They provide all supplies and equipment. All you do is provide the mess. Their goal is to achieve your clean home dreams. Check them out on Facebook at Made to Achieve or their website at www.madetoachieve.com. Well, we're here with the one and only Russell, the love muscle. Peyton can't join us this evening, but I'm fortunate enough to be spending time here with the love muscle to make his picks. Muscle, what's going on? up man what the bears win one game and all of a sudden payton's got to take a week off well i thought it was either that or he's still tired of getting beat by his mom so maybe that's why he had to take a week off uh i just figured he didn't want none since you guys have been conspiring against me since week one who has you guys (laughs) oh we haven't been conspiring uh okay I'm the only one that picks for two weeks. You say you're going to ha- be like, oh, hey, we should have him on the pod. Then you start a competition. Then you don't tell me. So I don't pick high school. So then I don't stand a chance. And then you have my neighbor on. Well, you're back in the hunt now. That's right. 
And it was it was no intention of that. We just thought of it on the fly. And that's why this week when we were going through the games, I was excited that the muscle finally gets to come on with us. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of cracked the code because I was doing so bad in college. I uh, threw a parlay on the opposite of my picks. And, well, I didn't hit either, but I actually got college picks right this week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you led the way with uh, 13 wins last week. And what did you see in the Bears that we didn't? Uh, I figured everybody else was on the Patriots wagon, and I wanted to win. <laughs> when well, Peyton gave well, up, Peyton, off, that was basically a clear sign. Well, Peyton uh, even picked against his Bears thinking he could win, and then – it cost him this week, but uh, yeah, he still well, got, he still got beat by his mom. Peyton, I can tell you from experience, and you can ask Brett some other time. I never take the Bengals because I'd rather be uh, wrong than right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from with that. <laughs> well, while we're there, let's dive right into it. You ready to make some picks? what i'm here for all right let's do it uh let's start with the nfl let's go thursday night football you got the ravens at the buccaneers ravens wow you're quick on that yep down with tampa they took me out of the survivor poll two weeks ago got steelers gave steelers fans hope so now i had to hear that again uh then they go and lose to the Panthers, so they probably eliminated the rest of the survivor poll. So I guess well, I can be good about that. Hold on here. So you took the Bucks and and Brady Sabler survivor pool. Yeah. And how many of you were there? There had to be like 10, 15 left out of like 90 something, wasn't there? Probably. And well rookie quarterback, car salesman of DBs. I still put it in the red. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, at least, uh, I don't know, man. At least uh, you were in the top 10 or 15, but fortunately that doesn't pay out anything. It's in the playoffs anymore, or ever did. Maybe, well, we got 12 coming up, but not now. <laughs> All right, so anyway, <laughs> Ravens and the Bucks. Ravens four and three, Buccaneers three and four. Um, I guess saying that I wouldn't mind if they won because you know Bengals were trying to get. In. Yeah, I'm not um, putting any faith. Um, this this spread, Tampa Bay is actually favored by a point right now, um, <laughs> and the over under is forty five and a half. And you say you're taking the Ravens. Yeah. Um, Peyton is taking the Ravens. Um, he submitted all his picks to me, so I'm just going to read them out here. He said he took the Ravens, and he said Tom gave up Giselle to be sitting at three and five after this week. Dot, dot, dot. Shake my head. So he took the Ravens as well. Um, I two am also going to take the Ravens on the road. 
and I don't think it's close. Uh, the only thing that they might have going for them is the Ravens can't hold a fourth quarter lead, and Tom Brady's kind of captain fourth quarter. That's a good point. He used to be. It's a good point. And I guess the only thing I'm worried about, really, is he retires before I make it down there in December. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're going to the, you're going there, aren't you? Yeah. So that kind of, I mean, either way, Tampa in December is better than being around here. But <laughs> who do they play? They play the Bengals. Yeah, it'd be Burrow and Brady, probably the only time. Wow. Yeah. When's that game again? Uh, December 18th, I believe, whatever that Sunday is that week. Okay. Well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's move to the Raiders two and four at the New Orleans Saints two and five. This game's Sunday at one o'clock. Um, Vegas is favored by a point and a half, and the over under is 49 and a half. Uh, Peyton is taking the Saints at home. He says it's going to be a close game. I think New Orleans and the Saints defense plays a factor, and they win a close one. So Peyton's on with the Saints. So out of all the games this week, what's screaming pick two, two, and five teams? <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, well, I just found out Andy Dalton's starting. Is he really? Yeah. It's uh, And Winston is fully healthy, but I guess they're sticking with Dalton. Okay. And it's not prime time. So he's got that going for him. Yeah, that's a plus. But I think the Raiders figured something out on their bye week. I mean, yeah, it was just the Texans last week, but <laughs> they do have a decent offense, I guess. Uh, I think it'll be close, but I think the Raiders squeak it out. Okay. Um, I think, and this was tough, but I think the Raiders need to get rolling, and they do. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Raiders on the road. Um, next game, we've got the San Francisco 49ers, three and four, at the LA Rams, who are three and three. This game is Sunday at 425. The Niners are favored by a point and a half, and the over-under is 43. Um, Peyton is taking the 49ers on the road, and his comment is, Christian McCaffrey, full week in the 49ers system. Kyle Shanahan dialing up some tricks to see him flourish. Uh, Russell, who you got in this one? See, this one's kind of a toss-up because McVay's never beat Shanahan in the regular season. But Rams are coming off a bye. Uh, I don't know is how healthy the Niners' defense is still because they've been hurt for the past couple weeks. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. You know, uh, you know what? I got Cooper Cup in almost every fantasy league. I'm just going to take the Rams. 
All right. Rams at home. Um, I think, obviously, it's going to be a great game. Um, I think the Rams need it a little more than the Niners do right now. Um, So I'm going to take the Rams at home as well. Uh, Moving on. Let's go Green Bay, three and four. At Buffalo, who's five and one. This is Sunday night football, eight twenty. Buffalo is favored by eleven and a half, and the over under is forty seven and a half. Um, Peyton is taking the Bills, and he said, "I expect this to be a closer game than what everybody else thinks." People writing off the Packers. This is where a Rod flourishes, but not enough magic left in the bag. For him to win a big game, he's taking the Bills. Russell, you got. I I agree with Peyton a lot on that. I think it's not a write-off for the Packers yet. I still think they got a chance to win the North because I don't know how long the Vikings are going to be able to ride this. But, hey, never know. Bears might make a push for first place now. Uh. Yeah, I'll take the Bills, but I do think it'll be closer. But I think in the end, Bob Miller's just going to make a play. And uh, uh, Jordan Poyer, Poyer, not Joyner, Poyer. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to break the safety pick record this year. I think between one of those two, they'll make sure Rodgers can't pull a comeback. So you're taking the Bills at home? Yeah. Um, I, too, am going to take the Bills at home, and I'll disagree with both of you, though. I think the Bills win big, and I don't know if that's more of a hope or what because I got half the Bills roster in about all my leagues. Yeah, you do. So um, I want the Bills to just pour on some points. Now, that Packers defense is pretty stout, but um, I, I, I'm taking the Bills big. I think they covered that 11 and a half. I kind of Ken Dorsey throw another tantrum, though, by the end of the season. Oh, I think that'll happen. Yeah. I don't know if it's this week. Uh, moving on, Monday Night Football. Let's go your Cincinnati Bengals, 4-3, and three, at the Cleveland Browns, who are 2-5. and five. This is Monday night at 8-15. Cincinnati is a three-point favorite as of right now. The over-under is 47. Um Excuse me. Peyton is taking the Bengals. He says, great game on Halloween. Game is close because of the Browns' defense and the atmosphere and the dog pound. But Joe Burr in primetime is a scary Halloween costume if you're a Browns fan. Uh, Give me the Bengals and Joe Burrow first win against the Brownies of his career. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy thought when you think about that. Yeah. But to be fair, uh, the one time they did beat him, well, I think they still lost, but, you know, Burrow kind of, like, couldn't walk. Yeah. And then last year was week 17, and we already clinched the division, so we didn't play. Yeah, that's true. But the one time that we did play in full force last year, they got embarrassed. But, um, so I think it'll, it all, honestly, it depends if the Browns are going to run the ball or not. 
Because mm-hmm. even last week, they ran, marched down that field first drive, Chubb right up the middle, scored. And then they just decide they want to throw every play after that. Yeah. Uh, Brown secondary is pretty weak, but you got Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney humming off. Back to the running game for the Browns. I haven't heard on Logan Wilson yet. I know he's week to week. DJ Reader's still out, probably out till after the bye. Trey Hendrickson's hurt, but I think he's playing. I think he's just got a stinger. I'm, I'm gonna take him, but I mean, we got them and the Panthers next two weeks. We got to be six and three going in the bye, because then we come back, they go to Pittsburgh, they go to Tennessee, who's probably still very mad about last year. Yeah. And we host the Chiefs and the Bills still. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was kind of worried about having to go to New England, but, I mean, you got that probably got – I don't have to worry about that anymore after Monday night, I don't think. Yeah. And then I was still at Tampa. Yeah. Tom Brady, that might have nothing to lose, and that's kind of scary. Right. (laughs) So, So, yeah, who day? Who day? Um, I am also taking the Bengals. I just think they're better and the Browns aren't very good. Yeah, I got a theory that going to the Saints was the uh with the perfect time because Burrow and Chase have been on one since. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in those action movies where the hero like he's struggling and then they goes back to where it all began and has like a weird flashback and actually you know he's ready to fight at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of how I see it. All right. I would agree with you there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, any other high, uh, NFL games you want to talk about? Uh, well, we got that banger in London at 9.30 Sunday. Yeah. Broncos, Jags. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I'm up and early ready to watch that one, let me tell you. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I got it's way it sounded. The Broncos might try to have their team before they get on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, they might. And then, uh, yeah, I don't really think of any. Uh, Pittsburgh's got the Eagles. I hope they, and the, you see, the Eagles just got Robert Quinn from the Bears. I did see that. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> Bears beat the Patriots. They're like, all right, cool. Season's over. <laughs> we got to get the draft pick. <laughs> well, I will say this. My Cardinals um, play in Minnesota Sunday. Ooh. And, and guess what? House divided. Yeah, you know, yeah kind of. Talked to my dad on Sunday. but. Um, <laughs> Uh, what I was going to say is this is the first one o'clock game of the season for the Cardinals. So that's got me a little nervous. And Call of Duty comes out this weekend. Oh my. I didn't need to know that. I didn't know that. I'm sure you're jacked up. I don't really play Call of Duty. Oh. Stop. How to eight year olds cussing you out over the mic doesn't really do it. <laughs> oh, so yeah, my Cardinals got a tough one down or uh, in Minneapolis on, on Sunday. I don't know. 
need it though because we're three and four. We gotta get to gotta get to five hundred. Um, let's go ahead and move on to college football. Um, and I'm gonna skip over the Buckeyes. We'll save them for the end. How about that? Um, yep. let's start with the the other noon game we have on here. Uh, Notre Dame, who's four and three. Um, goes on the road to take on number 16, Syracuse, 6 and 1. Uh, again, this game is noon Saturday on ABC. Uh, Syracuse is a two and a half point favorite, and the over under is 48. Um, Peyton is taking the Golden Domers of Notre Dame. Um, he says, upset in the dome. Go fighting Freemans. Also, I believe they upset a team like Clemson or USC in future weeks. So Peyton's riding high on on the Fighting Irish. This is pretty slow Saturday this week if we got Notre Dame on the pick him again, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I let I let him choose the games this week. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll agree with that. They're going to get one. But I don't think this will be the one, especially because Syracuse is mad right now. Mm-hmm. They, and, let, they let one get away last week, I think. Oh, yeah. And you didn't get to watch any of that because you were mm-hmm. in the right? Yeah. I'll get more into that later when we talk about the Buckeye game. But, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go big orange. We've seen that dome. It's electric. When we watch that Purdue game. Yeah. It is it is awesome. I'm gonna take Syracuse as well just because of the atmosphere. Um rooting for Notre Dame. I just like and like you said, I I would agree with Peyton that they get one of those. I just don't think this is the one that they get. So give I mean, me free to take up USC. I'm tired of hearing about them already. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> um, go to the next one here. Let's go. Uh, we're going to skip down to a Big Ten matchup. Uh, three thirty on ABC. Number seventeen, Illinois, six and one at Nebraska, three and four. Um, Illinois is favored by seven and a half, and the over under is fifty and a half. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and back to the picks. Peyton is taking Illinois. Um, and he says, great defense for Brett Bielema. I think that defense gets tested against a pretty good mobile quarterback in Casey Thompson for the Huskers. But I think they do enough to win a close, close football game. So the Illinois fighting Illini is who Peyton's taking. I mean... Hey, shout out Peyton for knowing a Nebraska player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to – yeah, I'm just going to take Illinois. I don't like Bielema, but Nebraska is a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. I'm going to take Illinois as well, and I don't really need to say much more on that. So Yeah. Um, Let's move on to number nine. Oklahoma State, who's six and one, at number twenty-two, 
Kansas State, who's five and two. This is a three thirty on Fox. Um, Peyton is taking Oklahoma State, and he says going to be crucial for the Cowboys to stop Adrian Martinez, especially in the run game, and I think they do. Now, see, I knew that Nebraska quarterback. <laughs> um, so Peyton's taking the Cowboys. Yeah, they uh, they had a heck of a comeback last week. Mm-hmm. Just when we thought Texas was back, we're back to wondering if Texas is back. Right. So uh, that's back. Um. And then Kansas State almost had TCU last Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Almost. Yeah. TCU's just scrappy. They are. Uh, eh, I'm going to go with the mullet man. <laughs> with Take- the other OSU. All right. Um, I, too, am going to take the Cowboys. Um I just think they're better, and they're ever since they got beat, um, they're here. They're they're awake now. I think they're alert. They've got their um, they're ready to roll. So give them the Cowboys. Uh, let's go to the seven o'clock game on ESPN. Number nineteen, Kentucky, who's five and two, and number three, Tennessee, who's seven and zero. Oh. Yes, sir. Tennessee is a 12 and a half point favorite, and the over under is 62 and a half. Um, Peyton is taking Tennessee, and you're going to love this. He says, All I have to say is Rocky Top. Uh, he's still listening to that on loop, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what? Uh, first off, did you see what Tennessee's wearing Saturday night? No, I did not. They're going all black. Really? It looks pretty cool. Okay, well, I'm taking Tennessee then. Well, I saw that, and uh, so I was like, eh, but. I think they're still riding that high. They're lucky they had a bye week last week after Bama because I thought this game was scheduled. Mm -hmm. But then it wasn't, so they had another week to, you know, settle themselves. Yeah. Will Levis is back. Kentucky's got a pretty solid defense. So, Peyton, I'm going to hit you with the line a little before your generation, kind of. Kentucky here to win, not to watch you play. Whole world do the dance. Say what up, UK. (laughs) If this comes true, I will be John Walling all over this town. (laughs) Halloween. Big blue nation. Flex on these haters. Big Blue Nation. All right. Good pick, Russ. I'm taking Tennessee just because the all black. You just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I wanted to. <laughs> at, at home, all black. Yeah. 
Rocky Top, baby. Yeah. All right, now let's go to um, our Buckeyes. Uh, number two, the Ohio State University, seven and zero at number thirteen, Penn State, six and one. Big noon kickoff on Fox. Buckeyes are a fifteen and a half point favorite, and the over under is sixty two. How is Penn State in the top fifteen? Well, because they knew we were coming to town, I think. You got to throw them in there, so you know, it looks better for the Buckeyes. looks better for them. That's what I think. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, Peyton is taking, obviously, Ohio State. And he said, um, let's see if the Bucks can pass the road test uh, with an A-plus. Bucks win and... Bucks cover. He said they will pass the road test with an A plus. Bucks win and cover. So he's got Ohio State big. Um before you make your pick, go ahead and you got anything to say about this game and make you a little nervous? Or you you think we're going in there and kicking tail and it's gonna be easy. Well, going into Penn State always makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. And they're going to keep paying Jim Franklin just because of that one win, that one time off that one blocked field goal. Yeah. So as a career highlight. Yeah. But going there is always tough. I will say Penn State's defense is good, but it's not as good as I was, which we found out the hard way last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And as I brought up earlier, you guys weren't uh, – Peyton was at the game, correct? Uh, last year. Which gave me talking, last year? No, the Iowa game last week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was there. Yeah, and you were at the wedding. So, I was mm-hmm. at the, the newly located lounge with Gabe Denning Saturday. So, we had the two TVs going. Mm-hmm. We had the Clemson game on the other one. And I don't know if you saw any of the stats when DJ was in. No. But, so we're over here. I I mean, I heard it was atrocious. Yeah, well, we're over here kicking and screaming because all we're doing is getting field goals, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you look over, and the only reason Syracuse is winning because every time Clemson would cross the 50, they'd turn the ball over. (laughs) So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, so we're over here complaining because we're only getting field goals, and we got Clemson over here. They don't know what to do with themselves. So, I mean, we could be in that boat. Yeah. Peyton and I talk about that about every week, which I'm sure you listen to. You're an avid listener and have since day one. Yeah, I, I can think of a couple C.J. Stroud haters that were just loving that game. Last oh. Yeah. All I'm going to say is I'm not going to call you dad. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, so there was that and then I also made the joke I said dude if Trestle was still the coach we'd be happy right now yeah <laughs> but I don't know I I want to say we should cover we will win I know that yeah sure. so you're taking the Buckeyes I'm taking the Buckeyes as well 
Yeah, has Penn State gave up on Sean Clifford yet, or did he buy himself another week because they beat Minnesota? I think he bought himself another week. Good. Yeah, that's in our favor. I, I don't care. All right, that does it for college football, unless you've got anything to add. Uh, I don't think there's – yeah, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a down Saturday. Yeah, I haven't tried to look up, and I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Okay, who's Michigan got? Are they they're on bye, right? Uh, no, they were on bye last week. Uh, Michigan's got little brother, big brother. Oh, well, if Kenneth Walker comes back. Yeah, that's not gonna be a game. <laughs> I think he's pretty happy where he's at right now. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. That that game's at seven thirty on ABC. Ooh, I will not go out of my way to watch that. Yeah, I won't either. Unless there's absolutely nothing else to do, in which case I probably still won't watch it. But anyway, well, that Tennessee game's on then too. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that. All right, let's move on to high school football. Um, Oof. And I, this is not your forte, but. Yeah, especially now that I don't know half these schools. <laughs> we kept it pretty easy for you. I'll help you out here. So um, the first game we're going to talk about is Harden Northern um, at Antwerp. Harden Northern is the 15th seed. Antwerp's the two seed in that region, region 20, uh, yes, 26. Um, Peyton is going to take Antwerp, and he said most of these kids have played in four playoff games. Antwerp rolls and wins big. Um, so he's taking the archers at home. Uh, do you want to go next? Yeah, that one I'll take. Yeah, I'll take Antwerp in that one because they're the one seed, right? They're the two. They're the two. This yep. is the two, the two fifteen matchup. Oh well, either way, uh, I'll say it. Sixteen seeds are stupid. Anyway, <laughs> you're taking Antwerp. I'm going to take Antwerp as well. Not much more to say there. Um, yeah. I think Coach Hale and the boys roll, and we'll follow that up with um, this game here. Uh, number 10, the number 10 seed, Delphus Jefferson at number seven, Ayersville. Um, Ayersville won this game earlier in the year. Uh, it was close. I don't remember the final score. Let me look it up here. Um, Ayersville beat Jefferson week two, 41 to 21. Um, but Jefferson dropped their first two games of the year and finished six and four, and they've won three in a row. They're they're kind of hot here. They beat Lipsick, Bluffton, Spencerville. Those are no slouches either. No, all pretty pretty handily, I might say. Uh, Bluffton being closest at twenty eight seven. So this is a much improved Jefferson team. Um. Peyton is going to take Ayersville. He says this is going to be a great game, a lot closer of a game when they played week two. 
Wouldn't be surprised if the Jeff Cats pull it out, but I'll take Ayersville because of their physicality. So Peyton is taking Ayersville. Mm. Who, who would you like? I took Ayersville once this year, and they didn't win, so I'm going to take Jefferson. You're taking Jefferson, the Jeff Cats. Yeah, I'm still kind of mad about that. Granted, I took them a good point, Trey, so I'm glad they lost, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Ayersville, and here's why. Um, the winner of those, these first two games I just mentioned, the winners will play each other next week. Ooh. I would love to see an Antwerp-Ayersville rematch. Um, but I will say this. If Jefferson finds a way to beat Ayersville, uh, that would be very intriguing also. Jefferson has really turned on here lately. So, um, I'm going to take Ayersville just because I want to see the GMC square off. I want to see round two of that game, uh, Antwerp-Ayersville. So, give me the pilots at home. And then also in Division 7, Region 26, you've got the 11 seed, the Edgerton Bulldogs, go on the road to play number six, Gibsonburg. Uh, Peyton is taking Gibsonburg. He says he would love to take Edgerton, but with the uncertainty of Corey Everett's, we heard he got banged up last week, week before. Oh. Um, and dropping the last two games, going to be tough to go on the road with him being banged up. So that's why he's taking Gibson Bird. <clears throat> uh, what Peyton said. What Peyton said. Because I was thinking, about, I know they dropped their last two. So. Okay. So you're taking Gibson Bird as well. Sure. All right. I will take – I think they bounce back. I think they bounce back. And I, I like Coach Flagel. Um, I think the, those boys regroup, and they get a big win on the road. So give me the Bulldogs. Dogs. The Dogs. Uh, let's go the next game. We'll step into Division 6, Region 22. The number 15 seed, Wayne Trace Raiders. At the number 2 seed, Ashland Crestview. The Cougars of, of Crestview over there in Ashland. Um, Crestview's 10-0 and on the year. Um, they average right around like 37 points a game. Um, and they only give up 9.8. Uh, Peyton is taking the Cougars what? of Crestview, yes. He says, I would love to take WT. Oh, ball. But the two-hour bus trip plays a factor in my mind. Ashland has a high, potent offense. Would not be surprised if this is a close game going into the fourth quarter. And if so, the game could go either way. Pulling for WT. Liar. And would be happy if they proved me wrong. Who you got in this one? I mean, everything kind of screams go against Wayne Trace, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, like I said, just for their sake, the one time I didn't pick them, they uh, won. So, give me the 10-0 team. And uh, go ahead, guys. Prove me wrong. Do me a favor. Little reverse psychology here. Got them right where I want them. (laughs) Well, I'll say this. I picked the Raiders all 10 games this year. Um, That's resulted in five wins and five losses. So I thought, I could change it up, take the favorite on paper. But why would I do that? I'll give myself a chance to get six of them and uh, get it in a big way. I think the Raiders make the long bus trip. Um, and they get the job done on the road. Wayne Trace wins in a tight one, and the Raiders pull off an upset and move on to Week 12. Get it. Get it. I'm taking them. And here's a really big matchup. We'll move into Division 5, Region 18. The number nine seed, Liberty Benton Eagles. At number eight, Archbold Blue Streaks. Um, Peyton is taking Archbold. <coughs> Excuse me. He says both Archbold and Liberty Benton coming off a loss in week 10. Um, he says playing in the NWAL makes Archbold built for this, and they use this stage. They will set up Monster Showdown with Liberty Center Week 12 as long as both take care of business. And I think they will. Go Streaks. Shout out DB. So Peyton is taking Archbold. Who do you like in this one, Russell? Uh, I'm just taking Archbold because of back, so. <laughs> I like the honesty. <laughs> so, Axel. Uh, What's that? Actually, you don't take care of, don't do your job Friday. You're going to hear about it. I will take the streaks at home. I think this is a really good game. It should be a really good game. Um, And as long as Liberty Center, who's the one seed, takes care of Port Clinton, who's the 16, and I'll be honest with you, this Port Clinton team is probably in any other region with their schedule might be like an 8, 9, 10 seed. Um, pretty good team. So as long as Liberty Center, Archibald, take care of business, um, I, I think we get a rematch next week. And so I will take the streaks at home. Um, another game I want to talk about here, Russell. Yep. Um, number 10, same region, region 18, the 10 seed Tenora Rams mm. taking on Highland. Um, and I tell you what, Tenora has been on a tear. And I think if you're looking at a uh, potential quote unquote upset, I think this is the game right here. I think Tenora gets the job done. I think all five GMC schools move on to week 12. That'd be cool. I could be wrong. 
but uh, I'm I'm pulling for it. So there's our picks for the week. Remember, you can get in on the picks by emailing us at acrossthefieldpod at yahoo.com. Uh, the picks are up on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Across the Field. Um, you can get in on the picks and uh, see if you can take down Russell, who put up an impressive 13-2 and record last week. Russ, good luck. Yeah, thanks. See if we can get you back on a second time. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. <laughs> oh, anything else you want to talk about before we jump off here? I did make mention before you came on win percentage, you know, how you didn't pick high school games the first couple weeks we did this. Um, you gained two games on Coach Jerome last week. Uh, good. So we go percentage wise. I think you're down five games, but if you go percentage wise, you. You, it's probably uh, all tied up there, mm. so or close to it. We got to keep it entertaining. That's right. But I tell you how close Jeff was. He was close to being on for a third time. So, well, I think kind of, have the best overall record. What kind of Bengals fan takes Andy Dalton in prime time? Well, I don't know. Uh, flew a little close to the sun there, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know, but he sure did. Uh, uh, shout out to that pick. Shout and, out. Uh, I guess shout out to the farmers. They got me working 12 hours a day on third shift right now, so thanks for the paycheck. <laughs> Keep doing the honest work because I know you're working as hard as I am. Probably harder. There you go. Any more shout outs? Uh, no, but uh, at the end of your episode, uh, don't forget to shout the Yankees out again. Oh, geez. You had to bring them up. Who's your daddy? Not you Josh Naylor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got a. Did you answer Pedro's question for him? No, I didn't. I uh, didn't know if somebody did yet or not. No, I didn't. Mm. I didn't. I did not. Mm. I, I don't even want to. I, Peyton went the whole episode before he had to jump off here and we had you on. He went the whole episode, forgot to bring up the Yankees. And I sure as heck wasn't going to bring them up. But since, figured- but since you did, oh. my gosh, what a pathetic display of baseball. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. Woo. What made it better was I watched game one and two, and I was like, okay, we competed, didn't win. Oh, well, coming back home. Game three, I'm at the wedding, so I'm a little bit entertained. I'm checking my phone every once in a while. Two nothing early, I'm thinking, all right, we're fine. Check it a little bit later, five nothing, and I'm like, Okay, that's over. So then, backs against the wall, I'm thinking, okay, we can at least get one at home, right? Yeah, joke's on me. I went to bed when it was 5-3. to three. I didn't mean to, but I fell asleep. 
Sunday night. And it was like in the seventh or eighth inning, I thought. And I wake up and we lost six to five. And I thought, well, good thing I didn't stay up and watch that crap. <laughs> so I don't know. Who do you think's going to win the World Series? Ooh, I don't know. Bryce Harper had like the coolest home run of all time. Yeah. And I'll root for the Phillies just because, meh, Astros. I'm rooting for the Phillies just because mm, Astros is exactly right. Oh, my God. And I'm rooting for Bryce Harper. Yeah. got Schwarber on there, too. Oh, yeah, and Schwarbs. I like Schwarbs. Um, so I, I'm rooting for the Phillies. I hope they get her done. But I prob I mean, I'll watch them. I just want to see celebrations in Philadelphia again. Oh, my. I, uh, that'll be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be. I was going to bring this up during the Bills pick. Uh, yeah. Made the comment on one of the shows I listened to. Is like, imagine if the Super Bowl is Philadelphia versus Buffalo. Oh, my. That stadium won't survive. No. And I'm here for it. Yeah, sign me <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want the Bengals to go, but I'm here for that. Yeah, sign me up for sure. I'd definitely be intrigued for that. I'd go just to people watch. <laughs> me too, for sure. Well, thanks again for joining us, and good luck this week. And uh, we'll catch up with you this weekend. Go Bucks! Yeah, go Bucks! All right, where you said you had to bartend, right? So yeah, you'll be at the Pain American Legion post two ninety seven. Yep, coming right off work. So, all right, be running on caffeine and nicotine and Seven Nation Army. <laughs> All right. Well, hold her down up here at the Legion. Will do. Somebody's got to make these work. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks for joining again, and uh, go Bucks, and we'll catch up with you over the weekend, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see you at some point. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you later. All right. Later. All right. So there's our picks for the week. Uh, Peyton's back with us here. Recorded this previously, so... Uh, Peyton's back with us here. Um, Peyton, you got anything else you want to throw on here before we jump off and conclude this episode? By the way, our 20th episode of Across the Field. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, all my friends down here uh, that have the houses that are going to be throwing the Halloween parties and the Buckeye Watch Party, uh, the Chit House. Um, those girls are having a Friday uh Friday night, I believe, going there. The, the what house? The Chit. C-H-I-T-T. Okay, we wanted to reiterate what it was. Yep, reiterate. Yep, so the Chit house, and then Saturday at my buddy Case Hartman's for the Buckeyes. So Sounds like a good weekend. Jam-packed man. weekend, yep, Halloween weekend. Can't believe championship football. The games we remember are played in November, bud, so we're, what we're do about you, here. Yeah, for sure. What are you dressing up as? Can you reveal that? Or I am not going to reveal it uh, till the next pod because I got to go to Party City Thursday to get my 
one of my uh, Halloween. I have to find three Halloween costumes. Why is that? Three different nights. That's that's the rule. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had a hard time as a kid finding one. When I remember, when I was little for three straight years. I went because my aunt uh, Debbie and Uncle John they used to have a big Halloween party. Um, one year I would Jim Trussell. <laughs> following year Luke Fickle. Following year after that Urban Meyer. Bang bang bang. I'm just not very creative, so I, I got to put my thinking cap on for this. There one. you go. Just use those three again. Yeah, but they're all they're all like the year I was Jim Trussell, he got fired. The year after Luke Fickle, he got fired. I ain't testing my waters. Well, don't just don't use Ryan Day. Oh, be Jim Trussell. Or, okay, I got you. Be be Woody Hayes, Jim Trussell, and Urban Meyer. I do have a Jackie Moon costume from last year. So if I run out of ideas, might have to pull out the old uh, short shorts and teach people the alley oop. <laughs> Speak English, Fakitis. Flash to the high post. <laughs> Corn dogs, Jackie. Corn dogs. <laughs> oh, what an epic movie! Great What's movie. Your um, I'm going to shout out uh, the Wayne Trace Raiders making the trip to Ashland to take on the Crestview Cougars. Um, best of luck Friday night. Um, and then I'm also going to shout out um, Cue Ball, Quentin Vance, uh, having a watch party this weekend over at his house. I gotta make the long trip across. Yeah, you, you have you have a long walk, man. Yeah, a long trip across. Sure you get the home safe. <laughs> I'll have to text you when I get home just to make sure <laughs> that uh, I didn't, you know, get lost or fall down or something. <laughs> um, it's probably gonna be an all day affair the way it sounds. Um, got trick or treat here in Payne Friday or Saturday evening, so. Um, I'm sure I'm not going to be dressed up like anything except maybe my Joey Bosa jersey, um, because I always wear Joey Bosa in the big games, and always wear it when we go to Happy Valley. Absolutely, for, walk it for off obvi- for obvious reasons. Walk it off. So um, those are my shout outs. Shout out to Q Ball hosting it up, and it's going to be a, a, a great Saturday, a great weekend. Um. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait. And again, shout out DB and and the Archbold boys. Hope they get her done Friday night as well. I did want to give. Uh, I forgot this shout out. Um, if you don't mind, um, uh, shout out to uh, my little cousin Keely Color and uh, my aunt Debbie, who was the volleyball coach at Archbold. Their great season comes to an end. I believe they only had two losses on the year. Uh, they lost in the district semifinals in a loaded district. Um, so, you know, congratulations on an NWAL outright championship and uh, a great season. Uh, so, yeah, volleyball's done in our family. Kate's done. Uh, Keeley's done. So, um, Grandma and Grandpa get to rest a little bit. Yep, and I'm sure they'll be hitting the hardwood watching the they'll, they'll be hitting the hardwood only – Two, well, three grandkids are uh, playing basketball. We got uh, Luke, Jonah, and Brady. So, yep, they'll be back out. They had a busy fall. Kate volleyball, 
Keeley Volleyball, Brady Junior High Football, Luke and Jonah Varsity Football. Yeah. I mean, they were on a they were on a grind there for a little bit. <laughs> About every night. Every night, yep. Yeah, good. That, that's good. Good deal. And I obviously, uh, you know, I was rooting for Archville to make a deep run, but uh, you know that stuff happens. So, um, but yeah, great season to them. Great season to the Lady Streaks. Uh, I think that's it, man. Do you have anything else before we get off here? Nope. Have a good Halloween weekend. Go Bucks, and uh, you know, hopefully the GMC teams can find enough, survive in advance, find another way to Week Twelve. Yeah. Uh, again, we want to thank Coach Matt Holden. Uh, we want to thank Russell Love Muscle for coming on with our picks. Um, and I, I, we want to thank all our listeners. And again, get in on our picks. We've tweeted them out. Um, get in on the picks. Email us at across the field pod at yahoo.com. You can text Peyton or I, you can tweet us your picks, whatever you want to do. Um, and also, uh, we'll take any fan mail. A couple weeks ago, Mike Ford told me he was going to send us some fan mail. I've yet to see it. So, you send us anything, ideas, anything, or just want to make a comment about a previous episode, maybe a topic we talked about, or one you want us to talk about, we're going to read it on here. We're going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, it's all good stuff. So, again, we want to we want to thank all those guys for coming on. And Peyton, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, have fun the rest of the week and the weekend, and we'll catch up with you uh, at the end of the weekend, early next week. All right, sounds good, man. Go Bucks. Have a good Go one. Go Bucks. You are listening to Across the Field. Peace out. <laughs>